Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of the Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink. The guys come in. I'm going to go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money. Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. This is The Jesse Kelly Show.
I want you to imagine a nuclear bomb going off in Los Angeles. Think about that. Think about a nuclear weapon blowing up in Los Angeles. I don't want you to just picture what it would look like at the time. You know, everybody can picture the mushroom cloud, things like that. I want you to think about what that would mean. About 4 million people in L.A. proper. I'm sure it's 10 million plus L.A. metro. The loss of life. The property damage. The national devastation. The national humiliation. The sorrow. Everything that would come with it. Yeah, Chris says there's 19 million L.A. metro. I want you to picture every part of what it would look like if a nuclear weapon blew up in downtown Los Angeles. And we will get to that in just a moment. But first, I hear many things today, many, many things of people in our current environment and people in the past and people in the future. I'm not indicting people today, but I hear things from people that tell me something. And you know what it tells me? It tells me people as a coping mechanism, as a, as it is, as just a symptom of avoiding reality, which can be admittedly harsh. People lie to themselves all the time. You do, I do, Jewish producer Chris does. People lie to themselves. I didn't work out today, I'll tell you. Did not wake up and work out. I'm going to work out tomorrow, though, for the next 30 days straight. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not true. But it's what you tell yourself in the moment. So on that note, let us rewind for just a little bit and talk a little bit about the Russian Revolution. I'll keep this as brief as humanly possible today because the Russian Revolution is complicated and it is without question the most important event of the entire 20th century. Now, I want you to wrap your mind around this. When you consider everything that communism has done since the Russian Revolution, and I mean all of it, from Mao to Stalin to Pol Pot, and those are the high points. I want you to think about what communism has meant for various Latin America countries, Cuba, I want you to think about what it has meant, the spread of communism for our own country, the United States of America. There are many people out there, myself included, who say we lost this country when the commies infiltrated our education system. When you sit back and take in what communism has meant for the world, 
The Russian Revolution is the most important thing that happened in the 20th century, and yet 95% of the population at least can't tell you one thing about it. You know what was wild? Is I've done a, a bunch of reading on uh, the Russian Revolution, and but I consume everything on it I can because I find the whole thing about it fascinating, societies shifting and rebelling and, and things. I mean, Russia is such a fascinating place anyway. So last night... I got a little time to myself. Kiddos are running around playing. The wife's watching one of her shows or doing something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. But I had, I've had about an hour, and I thought, you know, I bet you money there's a cool documentary out there or two on the Russian Revolution. I mean, there's a, there's a documentary on everything, right? Go to, go to Amazon Prime and do a search. There's documentaries on, I mean, not everything, but dang near. Somebody's made at least a crappy one somewhere at some point in time. Now, remember what I just said about this being the most important event of the 20th century? There was hardly anything on it. People just don't talk about it. They don't know about it. When you talk about the the Soviet Union, people go right to Stalin. As if it just one day he appeared there. But this came from something. It came from something, and it came from something not just America, but every country in the world had better learn from and study. Because societies shift. And there is one thing, one lie you've been telling yourself, and I'll admit I've told myself that we have got to dump And we are going to learn that lesson from the communist revolution, from the Russian revolution today. So let's begin really quickly here. Pre-Russian revolution, Russia was ruled by czars. We're talking 300 years, autocratic czars. And all monarchies are not created equal, as you well know, because you listen to this show. There are... All powerful kings who are basically the gods on earth. There are kings who are certainly in charge, but they definitely don't really want to get crossed with the nobles. There are there are kings who are definitely in charge, but they really don't want to get crossed with the with the priests. There are kings who are in charge, and honestly, they don't really want to get crossed with the people. The people have been really rambunctious lately. I don't know what's going on. There are, there are various levels of power when it comes to monarchies. In Russia, the czars, this Romanov dynasty, they were very powerful because Russia, which is difficult for us to picture now because they went so atheistic during the Kami revolution, Russia was deeply, deeply religious, and they thought the Romanovs were God's representative on earth. But that began to fade over time. You see, Russia, as gigantic as it was, was 80% peasants. I mean, peasants, farmers. You think of this, you look at it on a map, right? You've seen it, you can picture it right now. I don't even have to tell you to look it up today. You can picture it. it's vast, but it's farmland, man. With all due respect, you need to picture it like Iowa. 
Not a, you need to picture it like a bigger version of Iowa, not a bigger version of New York City. It's just spread out rural farmland. Doesn't make them good, doesn't make them bad, but it's not modern. And Russia is having a difficult time modernizing in a way that doesn't completely destroy the poor people and run the middle class into poverty. They're starting up factories. They're starting up major portions of industry, but only a few people have the means to gobble those parts up. And so what you have in Russia is ruled by one guy, remember, one guy, but you have a bunch of rich people starting up these industries and there's nothing left for the middle class. There's nothing left for the poor in Russia's urban environment. You know what the average people per apartment was in the urban environment as the population exploded and all the jobs got in there? Do you want to know? Hang on, I'll tell you. Jesse Kelly. You need an auto protection plan because the truth is this, and everybody knows this is true. We don't like to think about it. We don't like to talk about it, but everyone knows this is true. You're going to have car problems. It's like getting sick. When you're not sick, you don't think about getting sick. And then when you are sick, it's the worst thing in the history of the world, and you don't know how you didn't appreciate being healthier more. Same thing with a car. Oh, my car's running fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then the engine goes, and you're basically poor and miserable. Get an auto protection plan and get one with CarShield. There's a reason they're America's number one auto protection plan company. They offer you a wide range of plans. They even offer you flexible payments. You choose the mechanic. Go. Go to carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Use the code JESSE. That actually saves you 10%. A deductible may apply. You want to know how rough it was as they transitioned their economy in the Soviet Union? Well, Russia at the time, 16 people per apartment. Absolute squalor. And the social services were a disaster. Basic things. Water, sewer. Russia is having a hard time modernizing. Now we have that. I want you to also understand something else. Tsar Nicholas II, who was now the Tsar, the man in charge. He was one, never supposed to be in charge. It was supposed to be his older brother. His older brother died. You see, Nicholas II's father had groomed and trained his older brother to run the empire. Brother dies. Now it falls to Nicholas. Nicholas is not only untrained, doesn't want to be there, admits it openly. 
I don't really want this. Okay, well, that's a problem. That's a big problem when you have people feeling really oppressed in your own country, feeling as if there are haves and have-nots. Sound familiar at all? We're going to discuss that a little later here. But when people feel as if there are, well... The in crowd and the out crowd, that is starting to get to be a dangerous situation. And they feel like the leader is weak. 1905, there was a revolution in Russia. I know what you're thinking, but Jesse, that's not when the Russian revolution was. That's right. It failed and had to get put down brutally by Tsar Nicholas II. You see, we say things when I talk about history all the time about there was a revolution and they put it down. Well, that is a one-sentence explanation for what that means. That means people died. That means almost undoubtedly there were people thrown in prison, shot, tortured. That means it was ugly. Funerals. After this Russian Revolution, 1905, failed revolution in 1905, Tsar Nicholas II allows the formation of something you actually do need to remember, not really for this story, but just in general. He allowed the formation of what was called the Duma. It was a Congress. Okay, you could elect, you could elect some representatives, but because autocrats are going to autocrat, he allowed the people to have a Duma, but the Duma had... No power whatsoever, and I mean none whatsoever. Oh, okay. You can have a you can have an elected you can have elected government. Sure, that'll go well. And there were two other things plaguing Tsar Nicholas II as we advance through the early part of the 20th century. One, his wife. I am not indicting his wife, but his wife had two gigantic. Negative checks against her in the minds of the Russian people. One, he was weak and she was not. One of these strong-willed, bull-headed women, which that's going to come off poorly in a more conservative, religious, male-dominated Russian society. That's one. Two, she was German. Remember this. You and I don't understand this world because he's never been involved in this world. All the old monarchies, this king, this Kaiser, this monarch, this they all married each other. Always for political purposes. Always. That's not something that just existed in ancient times. You listen to my show, so you know. Well, this king would give away this daughter. Oh, please marry my sister. That was existing still, very much so. In the early 19th century. Oh, you want to forge alliances? Well, hey, man, what, what? Marry my cousin, please. It was, that was not good to put it mildly. When you start fighting a war against Germany, a deeply unpopular war, war called World War One, And it's not as if it was unpopular everywhere in equal amounts. During World War One, you had a country that was fresh off a failed revolution. People are already angry. People are starving. People are mad about the living conditions. And now you're conscripting them into the army in droves 
and taking them to a miserable war where they are dying by the hundreds of thousands. You have taken an extremely volatile situation with a weak leader and his wife and World War I, and you've dropped a gigantic flaming match inside of it, and I haven't even mentioned Rasputin because he can be his entire show. Let me just do a brief few sentences on him so you realize this was a very big deal. Remember, Russia was conservative, religious, God, church. Tsar Nicholas II and his wife, They have a bunch of daughters, which is a problem because you can't hand the daughter the throne. Finally, they have a son. The son, great, born, woohoo, uh-oh, he's a hemophiliac. He's one of those people who can't stop bleeding. A big deal today, a death sentence back then. They had to be careful with him at all times. He would fall, bruise himself, almost die. And by all accounts, to their credit, They were very loving parents, very loving parents. They find this guy from Siberia. I I swear, every time I read something about Rasputin, I feel like the guy was a movie character. He he was a a peasant from Siberia who got trained in religion. If you look up pictures to him to this day, you will feel like even his black and white pictures, his eyes are staring into your soul. I guess he had gray eyes or blue eyes, and he grows up and becomes this, I don't know if I'm allowed to use this word, priest slash holy man, only priest slash holy man who would routinely get blackout drunk and enjoy himself with ladies of the night. And regular ladies and any other lady who happened to be willing. The dude was just an absolute dog. An utter disaster of a human being. However, he gets brought into the palace. Now you're saying, why would they do that? Because the guy had convinced the czar and his wife that he could heal their son. And there are several times where he did something and made the boy better, at least in their minds. Well, I know what you're thinking. Why does this matter? Well, the public is furious about it. The newspapers are printing terrible things about him. The nobles in the country are getting angry that this guy has influence. Who is this low-life peasant scumbag drunk? It's creating huge scandals. So now... What you've got is a powder keg, and it really was World War I that broke it. World War I was standing over the gigantic vat of black powder, lighting not a match, an entire book of them, and dropping it. it, it hindsight is twenty twenty. There was simply no way for Russia to get involved in World War I with the way that war was going to have to be fought and still remain the same country it was. It was it was impossible. There was no way it was going to happen. Now, we send a bunch of guys off to war. People are mad. People are hungry. We have women 
who are now involved heavily in the workforce because they're sending all the men to the front. So you need the women to man these factories you're building. You're trying to industrialize, trying to send resources, you know, bombs, bullets, and such to the front. Women get involved, only there's not enough food to feed the workers. Kids are starving. Women are starving. And then a big, big thing happens. Hang on. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. With World War I raging, people are starving back home, and uh-oh, now we got a problem. Should be noted, I will clarify what I meant by the nuclear bomb going off in Los Angeles later on in the show. I will clarify a couple things about where we are now and the lies we're telling ourselves later on in the show. We do have a history professor coming on later on today, Chris. This is intimidating. Somebody who actually knows what he's talking about. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But mostly, let's be honest, what we're going to have today is me. And what, what, Chris? What else do we need? Nothing. A rebellion breaks out. A pretty calm rebellion breaks out into the streets of Russia. Now, when I say calm, I don't want to act like they were holding hands and saying prayers, but it wasn't that bad. However, you're the czar. You have a war going on. You need the factories going. You need things to run right. It is a balancing act for these guys always, whether to give them the hammer or give them the sugar. It is. It always is. It always has been. It's always easy to armchair this for you or I, depending on your personality. People are rebelling in the streets. I'll just give them, just give them what they want. Give them the day off and a back rub. And then they'll be fine. And then there's the other type of person. You'll see dudes this way a lot. I'll be honest. This is my instinct most of the time. Send in the troops and billy club someone in the head. 
Well, the truth is you have to find the right balance and the right solution for the right time. There are times you should give them some sugar cubes in a back rub, and there are times where you should billy club somebody across the face. The key is knowing when and what. Well, the czar simply does not have... He doesn't have the public support anymore to do what he does, and that is send in the troops. He sends in the troops to attack his own citizens, to beat them back. But in this moment, and I'll admit, while I'm obviously no fan of the Russian Revolution for clear reasons, in what I would love to have seen is a pretty cool moment. The troops show up to put down this rebellion, and the troops join the rebellion. Just cross over to the other side and join the rebellion. Now we have a huge problem. I am, I'm fast-forwarding through several things here, it should be noted. The czar abdicates. We get to the point where the czar is all, okay, uh, clearly people are done with me. Remember, this is a guy who didn't want it anyway. He can see the writing on the wall. It's over. You guys want something else? That's fine. He abdicates, actually tries to escape into England, and is refused. <laughs> they don't let him. They don't let him and the family escape to England. We'll get to back to that in a minute. The Duma, remember that powerless Duma? They form a temporary government. But understand, and you need to understand this well, because this may well apply to you one day. Just because everyone decided they hated what was does, did not mean that everyone had a good idea of what should be. People were split all across this country on what they wanted. There were tons of people who simply wanted another autocrat. It was anything they'd ever known. Many people, obviously, in the Duma wanted the Duma to rule. Let's have a representative government of the people. And there were these people, the Bolsheviks and the Mensheviks. We'll focus on the Bolsheviks today. You should know the main difference between the two is the Bolsheviks were a bit more radical, a bit more aggressive. Think Lenin, Stalin, very much Bolsheviks. There were people who saw this as the opportunity to bring about what they had always wanted, and that was communism. I painfully am about to defend one of the most destructive human beings in the history of the world, Vladimir Lenin. And I'm going to defend him because of this. Remember, Karl Marx wrote... He he wrote about communism in the 1800s. He was German. And everybody had these theories about communism here and communism there. But communism hadn't really been tried. And on paper, if all you've ever known is being a poor peasant and all anybody you, you know has ever known is being a poor peasant, you have the kings who have it all and you have us who has nothing. And on paper... There's this new concept out there that, wait a minute, we should run everything. Do you think that would be appealing to you? You're lying to yourself if you say it wouldn't. And, again, to defend Lenin, which I can't believe I'm doing, it hadn't been tried yet. Yeah, by now we know how it turns out every single time. But in Lenin's defense, this had never been tried, certainly not on this kind of scale. What if 
what if the whole country became a communist country? And what if, and they very much thought in these terms, what if the whole world became communist? What if we changed the government in all the world and the people ran everything? And doesn't that sound good if you're poverty-stricken, if you've lived your whole life and your dad lived his whole life and his dad lived his whole life and his dad has lived his whole life as some poor farmer? Now somebody says, you should be in charge. It gets appealing. It gets very appealing. It was so appealing that Lenin, whose older brother had been killed, it was part of what radicalized him, that Lenin had been deported, exiled from Russia. They were like, get this guy out. And they had kicked him out. He's living in Switzerland. Well, Germany decides in one of the all-time bonehead moves, although, I mean, I guess you could argue temporarily it was effective, Germany decides, wait a minute, we're fighting this two-front war. We got Britain and France on this side. We have Russia on the other side. This sucks. What we really need is to fight a one-front war. What's our best opportunity to do that? How about the rickety empire over here in the east that looks like it's ready to crumble any minute? Is there anything we could do to help them along? Whoa. Wait a minute. This Lenin guy. This Lenin guy seems like he is an absolute pain in the rear end. Why don't we get him back to Russia? Germany goes down, snatches up Vladimir Lenin, puts him on a train, and ships him back into the country that had exiled him. And Lenin, who was a wildly charismatic human being, shows up in the middle of a gigantic workers' revolution where people are starving and angry. Do you think he was appealing at that point in time? He stepped off the train and he was a god, giving speeches about this and speeches about that. People were hungry for it. And Lenin shows up. Remember, the Duma had formed a temporary government. Lenin shows up immediately and says, "Uh, well, they've got to go. We're not dealing with that either. We're running things here. And he knew the Duma wasn't powerful enough. He immediately tries the rebellion right off the bat, fails, has to flee to, Flin- uh, to Finland, but promptly reorganizes, comes right back, and forms what was called the Red Guard. The Red Guard storms the Duma Palace and takes over. December of 1917, Lenin, who had just taken over, he just seized power, formed something. Something you might want to be aware of for your own purposes. Hang on. Listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. Doctors trusted CBD. You see, here's the thing about natural medicines and holistic healing approaches. They're known to help alleviate issues like anxiety, 
headaches, joint pain, and more. That's why I've chosen CBD. Only the thing is, I don't have time to dig into the entire CBD industry, do you? I don't know which one to buy. Everybody's selling one now. Which one do you dig into? I don't have to. Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they researched the entire industry for you, for me. That's why they found all the best stuff. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics, which is made in America, I should mention. Be Best Organics, made in America. So go, get some today, and I'll save you some money too. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you free shipping and 10% off. The Jesse Kelly Show. You see, the Cheka, formed by Vladimir Lenin and the scumbag Bolsheviks, it was simply the precursor to the NKVD, to the KGB. All it was was a secret police system because they realized Lenin knew they'd had to do all this fighting, fighting the Duma, fighting these people, fighting those people to seize power. But he knew for a fact people are never going to buy into these radical ideas. They're never going to buy into the elimination of private property while someone is still out there talking about how great private property is. We have to silence them. And you've heard of the Red Terror before? Well, here it is. Like I said, Lenin, a world-class scumbag, simply started killing and imprisoning the people who disagreed with him. It's not more complicated than that. And it's not as if I want to single him out. Yes, he was the leader. They were all game for it. Stalin, I know you're going to find this shocking, was right there cheering everything on. But they do hold an election. Because, you know, you have to go for... You're going for not only credibility with your own people, you're going for international credibility. The world is watching and the world is scared about this revolution that just happened for a couple different reasons. One, they're very, very, very worried that this is going to spread into their own countries, and it did, I should point out. France had had to deal with a huge socialist rebellion at this point. Germany was plagued by communism until Hitler took care of that. Uh, it, was, it, was just a, it was a big problem. They were worried about that. They were worried about their investments. You see, international business is not a new thing. International business is the history of the world. And if you have a bunch of money invested in things in Russia and all of a sudden they're communist. Well, that's not worth anything to you now, now is it? Back to this. Let's wrap this thing up here. But the thing is, they even kill the czar. 
They killed the czar's family. I'm not sure if the mansion is still there. I should have looked that up. But I know even years after the fact, you could go down to the basement and see the pock marks in the wall, the holes in the wall where they dragged the entire family down to the basement, these dirty scumbag commies did, and gunned them all down, even the kids. A real dark moment. I mean, dark when you think about it. Yes, Chris, the Winter Palace. It's still there? Oh, that's cool. Oh, I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. The commies do one final thing that really scares everybody, but also really wakes people up. You see, they they published the secret treaties. The commies have now taken over. Well, you're going to take over, and part of taking over means you get the old boss's desk. Hey, anybody got a key for the filing cabinet? And guess what you find in the old boss's desk? You find treaties between France and Britain about the war. And remember, the world is watching as their boys die in droves. And the commies take over and publish treaties showing the good guys aren't really the good guys in this whole thing. Showing secret communications. Oh, hey, you know what we'll do when this is over? You take Syria. And someone else, oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what, we'll take Constantinople. Those dirty Turks don't need that. You see what I mean? Made everybody have a whole lot of egg on their face. At the end of this all, they signed what was called the Treaty of Brest-Litovsk. A lot of people don't realize that at first the Russians tried to play hardball with the Germans to sign that treaty and get out of the war. And the Germans said, okay, screw you. And the Germans invaded Russia. They did that in World War I. People don't know about this. They got within 100 yards of St. Petersburg. And finally the Soviets were all, okay, we can't deal with this right now. And they agreed to the treaty. And they actually prolonged the war, not just by getting out of it, but they gave up a third of their territory and all kinds of their industry to the Germans. And the Germans sorely needed it at this time. But that's not really our lesson for today. The lesson you and I need to learn is I just told you this long story about the Russian Revolution, the communist takeover of the biggest country in the world. And it sounded like the people were mad at the old government and they wanted a new government. They wanted to try communism. Well, you remember just a couple minutes ago when I told you about them holding elections? They held an election, a free election. People, hey, hey, anybody come vote. Everybody can come vote. Let's vote on who we want in charge here. Do you know what percentage of the vote the Bolsheviks got when the people got to choose who they wanted? 25%. You know what the Bolsheviks did? They simply closed the election and nullified the results. This is not a reference to our election we just had. This is a reference to a lie you and I are telling ourselves. And I'm about to tell you what it is. Hang on. never completely ready to adopt a teen for late nights writing english papers for your teen's music taste for dinners where they talk more on their phone than with you for the first time they call you mom you're never completely ready to adopt a teen 
and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You and I tell ourselves lies, and one of the lies we tell ourselves on the right here in the United States of America all the time is this. Well, we have the numbers. We have more people think like me than think like them. Don't tell me. Don't tell me to be worried about this. None of my friends think that way. I'm not, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about some of this social justice warrior racial stuff. But none of my friends talk like that or think like that. No, we're not going to, we're not going to defund the police. No one I know wants to defund the police. No, we're not going to have coronavirus restrictions forever. People are tired of it. I hear this a lot. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. I am so excited to talk to this history professor. I'm excited to talk to Sophia Carboni. She wrote an article about the importance of traditional gender rules. And let me tell you what, I bet she's getting the hate poured on her about that. (laughs) But before we get to that, stop lying to yourself that numbers matter. There is no silent majority that matters. You know what matters? Having people in the right places. All places 
are not created equal. They're not. This, this notion of equality is such a childlike notion you've got to set aside. There ain't no such thing as equality. You ain't equal to me. I ain't equal to you. Chris is definitely not equal to any of us. There's no such thing as equality. And there's no such thing as, you know, all positions are equally important. No, that applies to the church. You know, the, the, the lady cleaning the toilets is as important as, as the lead pastor, as, as it is, as the good book says. That don't apply to societies. If I take your body and I tell you I'm going to cut off a third of it from the end I choose, the end I choose is fairly important. Wouldn't you agree? If I cut off the bottom third, you're going to be in a wheelchair. You'll figure it out. If I cut off the top third, well, I don't think we're going to be able to put you back together again. What I'm saying is stop with the absurd lying to yourself about where we stand as a movement on the right. We're not okay. I believe there's a chance we could be because I believe people are starting to wake up. But we are in the infancy level of people waking up. And don't tell me about Republicans won this and Republicans won that. I know that. That's good. I'm good. Happy. Good. How many people out there? Let me ask you something legit. And maybe this will apply to you too. How many people out there legitimately want the hard solutions to problems? Don't just think of, now don't do that thing. I know you do because I see people do it all the time. Well, yeah, Democrats don't, no, no, hold up. Let's address our own house. How many people on your side actually want the uncomfortable solutions to problems? People were mad about, what's something people have been mad about recently? Ilhan Omar. Ilhan Omar, you know that that radical, kind of hot congresswoman from Minneapolis? Oh, she is, Chris. You know it. I understand she shaved her head. I can't see under there, therefore it's not my problem. It is, it is whatever I want it to be under that thing. Anyway, I feel like there's a real – look, I'm not expecting Jewish producer Chris to be a big fan of Ilhan Omar for obvious reasons. Let's just set that aside for a moment. But Ilhan Omar, in all seriousness, people are shocked and angry that this radical congresswoman got reelected. She's this far, far left re- uh, 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 congresswoman. She has said – I mean, really – you want to talk about anti-Semitism. The lady is hardcore anti-Semitic. She has been caught on camera laughing when talking about Al-Qaeda terrorists. On top of all that, setting that stuff aside, she's been mired in scandal. And I mean scandal after scandal. There are all kinds of rumors out there about who she married. I'm not getting into that. There, There is uh, all – there's – Campaign problems, big-time campaign problems. Oh, 
the guy I'm with just happened to hire his firm for my campaign funneling money. It's ugly. There are ethics investigations going on as we speak. And we on the right, we're said things like, well, Ilhan Omar is not getting reelected. Nobody, nobody, everyone sees how radical she is. The whole country hates her. Well, let's clarify something. Yeah, 98, 99% of America may be repulsed by Ilhan Omar. The people in Ilhan Omar's district aren't. She just not only won, she slaughtered. Slaughtered. And we ask uncomfortable things, or we ask all the comfortable things about how did we get Ilhan Omar. Nobody wants to talk about the reason we actually got Ilhan Omar. You'll get, well, we need to educate people. We need to tell people about the Constitution. Aren't these businesses going to be mad about their taxes? Uh, Did anyone hear about what she just said? As soon as you brought in thousands and thousands of people from Somalia, a place of, well, a lot of anti-Semitism, a place where they practice female genital mutilation at a percentage over 90%. As soon as you took that culture and massively imported it into one specific geographical area of your culture, that's going to get you radical results. Importing radicalism gets you radical results. I've got news for you, Jack. Ilhan Omar got reelected, and she's going to stay reelected until she is ancient. But people don't want to discuss the... Well, maybe we should have been more mindful of the imports thing because people don't like real solutions. Uh, Look at this coronavirus thing. Look at the coronavirus thing. Do you know why some of our numbers look worse than other countries and we have metric after metric after metric to, to confirm this? We're too fat. Do you know the most sound medical advice we know from the people who are dying of coronavirus? The most sound medical advice at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak. More than masks, more than stand six feet away, more than make sure you close your restaurant at 10 p.m. You know the medical advice everybody needed to hear? Set that pizza down, you fat tub of goo, and go outside and go for a walk. And look I didn't, I didn't exercise today, and I ate fast food for dinner last night, so this is not me pointing a finger at you because you got a spare tire around your midsection. But that's me saying, are we ready to actually hear solutions for anything? Are we? Maybe we, you know what, Chris? I may derail the whole show, and we'll go over real solutions to everything, and we'll just offend the entire United States of America today. You know, I think we're going to. Screw it. It's my show. Are you ready for those? Are you ready for the, you're too fat, so you're in danger of coronavirus talk? That's a hard talk, isn't it? As you know, I don't have feelings at all. I don't even have a soul. Uh, I don't like being told I'm fat. Not that that's something I hear often, but I don't like being told I'm fat. You like that? Not, not That doesn't feel good, does it? Of course not. You know, that's the best piece of medical advice you could give everybody when it comes to coronavirus. And it's the one piece of advice nobody wants to say. 
because it's an actual solution to the problem. You don't want Ilhan Omar stop importing people from Somalia. You don't want to die from coronavirus. Go walk, jog, do push-ups. You don't want Joe Biden? Well, you got to do some things. Hang on. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. Doctors trusted CBD company. I love when somebody goes out there and does the work for me, does the work that I either don't have time to do or, in this case, don't have the expertise to do. I don't know. I don't know what the best CBD products are. I know there's a lot of them out there, and everyone says they're the best. Well, doctors trusted CBD. They researched the whole industry so they could make sure when you go to doctorstrustedcbd.com, you only are presented with the best of everything. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics. They actually hold a certificate of analysis, and it's made in the United States of America. It's USDA certified organic. Go doctorstrustedcbd.com and start getting your products today. I do. Doctorstrustedcbd.com. Don't forget, use the promo code JESSE for free shipping and 10% off. Got a real life history professor, and Chris tells me he's a doctor coming up in 10 minutes. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. I'm interested in the gender roles, lady, too. Man, she's going to make people so furious, Chris. <laughs> but here's what happens. People personalize everything. I have people on my show all the time I disagree with, but I don't take it personally because I'm fine. Whatever, it's fine. But if she comes on here and says something like, the man needs to be the provider of the house. Well, we've got a million people listening. There's going to be a dude or two or several who isn't the breadwinner. And so maybe a stay-at-home dad. And if he's not in the right frame of mind, confident in who he is, he's going to be offended. I'm at, My inbox is going to be full tomorrow. You watch. Like it always is. Oh, I should mention. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com is the email. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I have a hilarious email I'm going to read today. Actually, I have a couple hilarious emails I'm going to read today. You guys kill me. But remember this. Tomorrow is Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, and the time to get your questions in is now. Not tomorrow, not later on tonight, now. They do not in any way have to be political. They can be, but as you know, on Fridays, we screw off on this show. Eventually, something will devolve into politics because that's just the inevitability of my show. But if you want to talk about racing cheetahs, that's fine. We can do that. Food, whatever. Send it in. The entire show is podcasted after the show. 
It's a terrestrial radio show, nationally syndicated, not to brag or anything like that, Chris. But Chris podcasts them right after the show on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. But here's the deal. Back to the nuclear bomb going off in Los Angeles thing. World events, huge, life-altering world events, they don't happen at the time of the event. It takes years, decades, sometimes centuries of this mistake or that mistake or this direction or that direction before you end up at something absolutely dreadful. How do you end up with World War I and a Russian Revolution? Brother, that didn't all start in 1900. It didn't all start in 1914, 15, 16, 17, or 18. That stuff had been building with mistake after mistake after mistake for a long time. Sooner or later, you look around and 10 million people are dead. And that's before the commies started exterminating them by the million. I saw this headline this morning. And I even almost dismissed it. It wasn't because I don't think it's important. Because I thought to myself, well, people aren't really going to care about it. Because it's it's hard to put it into words why you should care about it. Headline was this. Iran fires up advanced uranium centrifuges installed at the Natan site. Iran started pumping nuclear fuel into banned centrifuges. Trump was talked out of a bombardment of that facility last week. U.S. president was reacting to news that banned machines were being used. Today, report shows the nuclear fuel is now being pumped into it. The flaunting breach of the Obama-era nuclear pact could inflame tensions. It's not complicated to figure out what happened here. Joe Biden and his pro-Iranian buddies got elected, at least in the minds of Iran. And you know what they all said? They all toasted a big old glass of Chardonnay or whatever they drink over there that night and said, we're getting a band back together, boys. Finally, Trump is gone. And foreign policies, something we talk about on the show, but it's something we don't dwell on because... We don't care as much. It's not our country. But that nuclear bomb going off in Los Angeles? No, I don't think Iran's going to shoot a nuclear missile, nor do they have the capable capability of doing so. I don't think they're going to shoot a nuclear missile into Los Angeles tomorrow. Calm down. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if, if that does happen, God forbid, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, You will, history will look back on moments like the election of Joe Biden and say, ooh, that certainly didn't help things along, did it? Ooh, Trump had Iran on the ropes, and I mean on the ropes. And then Iran-loving Biden comes storming into the White House. 
Consequences are a hard thing. And what's hard is accepting that it's our fault. Maybe not you personally, probably not you personally. But as a whole, remember, we chose this. Even if, look, even if all these voter fraud claims are true, half the country still voted for Joe Biden. Half the country. And I am not and will not look down on everybody who voted for Joe Biden as some poor, uneducated rube. I obviously disagree with them a lot, but I will say this. Okay. We'll live with the consequences then. We all will. This is the direction we've chosen. Headline, weforum.org. Here's how many people COVID-19 could push into poverty, according to the World Bank. COVID-19 is likely to push between 88 and 115 million people into not poverty, extreme poverty. South Asia is expected to account for 63% of the new poor living below. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? How much did your Starbucks cost this morning? Even that box of Kraft mac and cheese you or I ate last night. How much did that cost? How about this? Living below $1.90 a day. So let me ask you. Told you it's going to be a day for offenses and hard truths. Let me ask you. 115 million people into extreme poverty. American businesses wiped out. People going into poverty here. People losing it all. Where were you on the lockdowns? Not where you are now. Not where you are now. I know you're sick of it and you're over it. You're done. You got a cloth mask. You did screw you, government. I'm done with this. I was trying to be good. Where were you the first time? Not the second time. Not the third time. Not week three. Not month two. Where were you the first time the government said, shut your business down and go home? If you weren't, go screw yourself, up yours, government. Well, it's hard to accept, right? It's a day of hard truths. You're going to have to accept some responsibility for those poverty numbers. And you can, you can comfort yourself all day long with, well, we didn't know. We didn't know. Brother, I don't want to hear that. I have an IQ of 25, and I knew. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. 
text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger, put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Joining me now, an actual historian. Gosh, that's sweet. Dr. David West, assistant professor for the Department of History at Ashland University. Doctor, what do most people get wrong? Let's start with Rome. What do most people get wrong when they talk about ancient Rome? Something common people think that's actually not true at all. Wow, Jesse. Uh, Well, I suppose uh, people, when they talk about uh, the Roman Empire, right? Uh, there's this common notion that white Rome was a republic for most of its history. And uh, then, you know, after uh, the death of Julius Caesar, you get the collapse of the republic, and then uh, the Rome, Rome becomes an empire. And we speak of the establishment of the Roman uh, Empire as a new, a new thing, right? And then the reality is, if you just stop and think about it, Rome was an empire going all the way back to the 400s BC, 400 years before this new uh, form of government that people commonly call the empire gets established. So uh, I think that issue of, of what we call when and when and why we call Roman Empire, I think people get confused with that term. How much of a Senate-run place was it? Was it run by the consuls? Was it run by the Senate? I think people, prior to Julius Caesar, people act like it was, you know, this republic. Was it? Yes. I think that uh, the Senate in Rome is an interesting thing. Uh, The Senate, in effect, during the republic is supreme and is the most influential player, you know, in the Roman Republican form of government. Uh, and so the, the Senate doesn't pass laws. Strictly speaking, the Senate doesn't have legislative power. It's not a legislative body. It's also not, strictly speaking, an elective body. It's a, it's a body in which you have hereditary membership if you're descended from someone else in, uh, who's previously been a senator in the Roman aristocracy. They do come up with ways of adding people to the Senate roles if you get elected to a certain minor office, yeah, so if you get elected to a certain minor office, you can then be added. Shoot. Uh, but anyway, so I think that uh, Rome, the Senate loses its power. Dang, we lost him, Chris. That stinks. I was enjoying that. We did, Look, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. We'll get him on again. All right, we have to set that stuff aside for a moment. Back to my hard truth day. It's hard truth day today, Chris. Pennsylvania tightens mask restrictions, private homes included. 
Wrap your, wrap your mind around this. Private homes included. Per the order, a mask is required indoors or in an enclosed space where another person or persons who are not members of the individual's household are present in the same space, irrespective of physical difference, distance. Let me ask you again. Be honest with yourself. You don't have to email me and have some big admission. You don't have to put up a a public post on social media begging for forgiveness. People do that way too often anyway. Let me ask you. Obviously, you probably think about restrictions inside of your own, own home are insane. Where were you when people got scared in the beginning and were throwing power at the government that the government doesn't actually have, were you on board or were you not on board? Because that's when these decisions get made. Not now. I had this long talk this morning. I did a, a radio interview for some radio show out of Minneapolis, Justice and Drew. It's a great radio show. Out of uh, uh, it's called Twin Cities News Talk up there in Minneapolis. I do a radio hit every Wednesday right before my show, and they asked me, you know, are when is this? When are people going to stop? When are people going to say enough is enough with these things? And I told them, buddy, half the country voted for Joe Biden. On my way to work this morning, no joke, I stopped in the crosswalk. A, I mean, he looked to be young as much as I could tell. Didn't have gray hair. A young, fit-looking dude was walking across the crosswalk with not one but two face masks on and a face shield, and there wasn't another person on the crosswalk or the sidewalk walking around outside in that way, and he was not not the only one doing it. You want to know when people will you know, push back? Half the country's all for this still, and it's mainly the people who haven't lost income that is, this is the ultimate. It wasn't left versus right. It was the ultimate. Remember that Russian Revolution talk we had earlier? It was the ultimate haves versus have-nots. If you're in a profession where you could maintain your income and your standard of living while society locked down, the chances of you being pro-lockdown are through the roof. You didn't change anything. I know somebody like that. Shoot, my wife. Now, my wife's never been pro-lockdown, but my wife, you know what her job went from being? Dressing up every day, put on your business clothes, go into the office. If I texted her right now, you know what I would find out? She's sitting in her pajamas on the family sofa working on the company laptop. Now, she's not a selfish human being, and she understands liberty, but how many people out there like her are, are pro-lockdown? Lots of them. What did she lose? Shoot, if she was a selfish person, she'd want lockdowns to the end of time. She's in her jammies. She may not shower today. Well, actually, I hope she showers today, but that's another story entirely, Chris. Someone said, it's not my line. I wish it was, although I've probably said it before. They probably copied me, Chris, but somebody said... Unless you've lost your income because of lockdowns, I'm done caring about your opinion on lockdowns. And how true is that? Congress hadn't missed a paycheck. 
Remember, Congress kept their congressional gym open. Nancy Pelosi's getting her hair cut. Cuomo, both Cuomo brothers, been busted multiple times without a mask. Gavin Newsom just issued these horrible lockdown orders in California. You can't do this. You can't gather here. Gets pictured, I think it was the next day, gathering around a big round table, no masks, with about 20 people. He had to issue a public apology. Chris, you know what? Get me that public apology because it's hilarious. When's it going to be enough? Who says we're even close to wanting it to be enough? Oh, I know you're done with it. You know I was done with it from the beginning. The American people aren't done with it. Half the country just went out and voted for Joe Biden. One of the main reasons we hear about older people who voted against Donald Trump, he didn't lock down enough. I'm not trying to be too dark, but we've got some dark times ahead, not because of where we are. If we stopped right now and reverse course and race the other direction, we would still be in trouble with the massive amount of debt and economic dislocation we've caused. If we turned around and raced the other direction right now, we'd be in trouble. But instead... We're still diving, and we're still diving deep. I've got news for you. You ready for this? They're going to pass another multi-trillion dollar COVID, quote, stimulus bill not long after Joe Biden gets nominated or gets, gets sworn in. You know I'm right. The Republicans were trying to pass one before he got elected. Do you think they're going to stand up to it? Uh-oh. Choo-choo. Train's coming. The Jesse Kelly Show, on air and online at jessekellyshow.com. Car Shield is number one for a reason. I, I know there are a bunch of auto protection plan companies out there, and they're always advertising this or that. Do you know which one's number one? Car Shield. And why wouldn't they be? They give me what I crave when I'm looking for a service like this. They give me options. I want options, and Car Shield gives that to me. Options with the plan I choose. I, I, how could how could you, as an auto protection plan company, offer people one plan? What sense does that make? My my plan is shouldn't be what your plan is. Your plan shouldn't be what producer Chris's is. Everyone needs something different. CarShield gives me that, and best of all, they let me choose my own mechanic, and then they handle it from there. That's awesome. Go to carshield.com and start browsing their plans and pick one and buy it before you need it. Before you need it. Carshield.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. Save 10%. A deductible may apply.
Headline, special tax proposed for Chicago businesses in magnificent Mayo area that suffered looting. Chicago officials proposed a property tax for businesses on Magnificent Mile to redeem its reputation that was tarnished by looting. Elected officials, uh, why do they do this? They report the same thing. After After that sentence, Chris, this is the next sentence. Elected officials in Chicago are looking to place a tax on businesses within the city's iconic and magn- <laughs> That's what you just said. All right. The levy is aimed at helping to lure in shoppers back to the famed district after a summer of destruction. Although it comes at a time when already cash-strapped businesses around the nation are trying to weather the pandemic. It's an emergency tax, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into that, but again. Nobody wants the hard solutions. Everybody wants the nice-sounding solutions. Well, no, we don't need to send out the cops. We shouldn't. We can't send out the cops with their riot gear to put down these protests violently right away. No, my gosh, no. Are you are you some kind of racist? We can't do that. No, just let the savages burn everything down, and then we'll just pass a little tax and pay it all back. It's so easy. (laughs) All the solutions. All the solutions today, they're all the easy solutions. All of them. And the people who carry you the news, this is this is what this is the battle we we have right now. I gave you the numbers the other day. I'm not going to go through them again about the complete freeze out of the Hunter Biden story by the mainstream media and how the voting public, the voting public who actually decides elections, how they didn't know. Remember this. The American media is not only a broken tool of the left, it's getting worse and getting more aggressive, not less. Did you see this, Chris? You see, you remember the, the big MAGA, million MAGA rally they had in D.C., and there were all these videos of people assaulting the MAGA supporters? Headline from notthebee.com, journalism student delivers more than news Caught punching and kicking Trump supporters at D.C. rally. Your next generation of journalists is not learning the lesson of what we need to do is present a more sober, reasonable, down-the-line accounting of the news. Your next generation of journalists looks at this generation of journalists and thinks to themselves, oh, man, they're not near aggressive enough. Not near. And we have something else coming. You ready for this? We have something else coming, and it's going to be something you and I have to decide on. What we're doing to make sure that, um, that we are ready uh, at this level after working these details for the last six months, uh, as I've told the team, two things we must have. One, upon uh, emergency use authorization, uh, all of America must receive vaccine within 24 hours, as I said. I think this is incredibly important fair and equitable distribution of the vaccine throughout the country simultaneously. There is no haves and have-nots. It is an equitable distribution 
uh, and we are driving hard to make sure that that happens. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I want to know. I genuinely want to know because I don't want to be in my own bubble. What are you going to do when this vaccine come, becomes available? They're obviously about to come. Everybody, every day there's a new headline out there. Pfizer says the vaccine's almost here. This person says the vaccine's almost there. Every day there's a new headline. So it's coming. Let me ask you, and be honest, and you know I will never, ever, ever read your name on the air unless you specifically say in the email that I can read your name. I will never violate your privacy like that, even with the death threats you send me. Does not bother me. Your name will never be read. Are you taking that vaccine? Why or why not? Or 877-377-4373? Chris, I'm not an anti-vaccine guy. I, I understand there are people. See, this is the people blow up about this stuff. The, the anti-vaccine people are they'll die for the cause, and the pro-vaccine people will die for the cause. I, I've I've gotten my own vaccines when I was a kid. My kids got vaccinated, so on and so forth. I don't think I'm taking a rush job vaccine for a disease with not right. Is I, I mean. That's where I'm at, Chris. They rushed it. And you can I mean, and you and I, here's what we do. Because you and I aren't in, we aren't in these labs. Hang on, I'll tell you what we do. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. The lies we tell ourselves. Been a consistent theme today. You aren't in the pharmaceutical labs. I'm not in the pharmaceutical labs. I am forced, you are forced 
to do certain things when it comes to something like a vaccine. You're forced to trust. But, boy, this is getting uncomfortable. What an uncomfortable day, Chris. Let me ask you something. Who are you trusting? And don't tell me something like uh, doctors, uh, uh, the, the, the pharmacist. Uh, the... No, 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 no. I want specifics. What is the name of the person you trust? What are their qualifications? What are their political beliefs? Getting uncomfortable now, isn't it? Hang on. Jesse Kelly returns next. I was asked to go to a friend's 50th birthday. Uh, my wife and I, a friend that I've known for almost 20 years and, uh, and a friend that had, well, put a lot of time and energy into his 50th birthday. It was in Napa, which was in the orange status, relatively loose compared to some other counties. Uh, it was to be an outdoor uh, uh, restaurant, and we started the, well, the program started at 4 o'clock. It was one of those early reservations. I got there a little bit late at 430 uh, and as soon as I sat down at uh, the larger table, I realized it was a little larger group uh, than I had anticipated. Uh, and I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up and walked back, got in my car, and drove back uh, to my house. Instead, I chose to sit there with my wife uh, and a number of other couples that were outside the household. You can quibble about the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera, but the spirit of what I'm preaching all the time uh, was contradicted, and I got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you uh, because I need to preach. That might very well be the most political speech I've ever heard in my entire life. The ultimate politician right there. Did you love that? I love these people. Way to own it. All the setup, the setup was my favorite part. I understand it's a friend I've had for years, and it was this really, really important occasion. He set it up. I didn't. He set it up, and I showed up, and not only did I show up, remember, it was early in the day because I just put a curfew on. So it was about 4. I mean, coronavirus doesn't live until after 10, so we were pretty safe there, and I showed up, and whoa, I was shocked at how many people were there. I had no idea. I'm only the governor of the most powerful state in the United States of America. I certainly don't have the ability to find out how many people are going to be at a private get-together I'm attending, and I showed up, and whoa, I was shocked, and I had a small moment 
where I, a slight mistake in judgment, and whoops, sat down with no mask on and sat down with Nate with everybody. Anyway, sorry. Uh, curfew starts at nine. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> and again, hard truths. It's really a consistent theme on the show every day, anyway. But why don't we just why don't we just keep rolling with it today? You can mock idiots like Gavin Newsom all day, and we will. We always have, and we will. We're gonna have fun making fun of him because what else can we do? Gavin Newsom was elected. Are you, as a Californian, are you mad about that hypocrisy? Are you mad about Gavin Newsom? Horrible lockdowns. Orders for this. Orders for that. You can't gather for Thanksgiving. You can't do the face mask. Don't you dare let me catch you on a beast. You can't do that. You can't do that. And then violating all of them. Expecting the peasants to follow rules when he doesn't follow rules. Are you mad? Well, here's the thing. Don't tell me how mad you are. Show me. Are you mad? What's the next election going to look like? Again, not to not to belabor the point, but our last election, Joe Biden either won or came very close to winning. Even if look, even if there was all kinds of fraud, it was very close. Are you really mad about defund the police? Are you mad about them tearing through America's institutions? Are you genuinely mad that a nine-year-old boy? who dresses up in drag, was not only celebrated but presented on Good Morning America with the hosts clapping as a nine-year-old boy dressed up like a woman danced for the crowd. Like this is some kind of, ugh, I don't even want to go into it. Are you mad? Because the party of that just won half the votes in the country. How mad are you? How mad are we? I ask myself this a lot. What are you mad about? All right. Chris, it's time to bring things up here. We have a couple emails we must address. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. I can't read the name on this one, but... Remember yesterday I talked about spending a night in jail. We got an email. Dear Jesse Shogun Steel, the Oracle. <laughs> nice. First of all, I'm a 43-year-old firefighter, Christian, and law-abiding citizen. However, when I was 17, a buddy and me got in a little trouble. Nothing major, but our dads decided to teach us a lesson. They worked out a deal with the sheriff, and we had to spend a weekend in jail. It was a holding center for convicted felons on their way to federal prison. We were in general population with some pretty rough guys. We ended up playing cards all night, drinking jailhouse wine, which he says was fermented OJ. Gosh, that had to be terrible. And smoking pot with a bunch of felons. One of the coolest weekends of my life. It's a wonder I didn't become a career criminal. (laughs) 
<laughs> P.S. I am a happily married father of two, but you are truly a beautiful man. <laughs> I love you guys. I'm telling you, Chris, you don't think I could do it because of the food. I said a night or two, not multiple nights. You know what's crazy? It's how, how much my family is now subjected to the random thoughts I talk to you about on this show every day. We had that long jail talk yesterday. I go home last night. We're flipping through everybody. We'd done dinner and everything. Took the took my oldest out to Red Lobster as a celebration dinner. He got an A in math, which he'd been working hard for. So only the best for him. We went out to Red Lobster. Should be noted, quick side note. The wife was obviously complaining the whole time about having to go to Red Lobster. And I don't want to go there. Can we go here? Goes and sits down and gets some kind of lobster linguine. Fantastic. Sits and raves about it the whole time because, of course, it was. Anyway, back to what I was talking about. We get back home from all that, flip through the channels. I started watching this show, Solitary, on HBO about these guys in solitary confinement at uh, Red Onion State Prison or Red Onion State. Yeah, Red Onion State Prison, not federal. State Prison in Virginia. And these dudes, you know, 23-hour-a-day lockdown. And I, I find myself the whole time wondering if I could do it. I'll tell you something that would be a problem, Chris, and it would be a big-time problem, although I think you'd get used to it. No, not really the food. Yes, the food would be a huge problem. I'll tell you what, I'll get to that in just a second. The food would be a huge problem. The beds are so short. I'm 6'8". I had to go through this in the Marine Corps. You only have, you know, the Marine Corps bunk is the Marine Corps bunk. We call it a rack. The, it is what it is. They don't come and, uh, excuse me, Mr. Drill Instructor, could I get a bigger one, please? I mean, just even asking that would just, it would just wreck you. But the bunk is what it is. My feet hung off the end of those things or stuck through the metal bar at the end of those things. And in the mornings, you see, especially uh, in boot camp, in the mornings, there's not a, hey, Jesse, is a nice gentle rub on the shoulder. Hey, Jesse, it's time to get up. We got to get the day started. It's just like you see in the movies. It's throwing metal trash cans down the center. Get up, get up. And you have to get up. Hang on a second. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Like a stain on your brain, you can't get out. Natural medicines and holistic healing approaches are known to help alleviate issues like anxiety, headaches, joint pain, and more. I choose CBD. And I know you're going to find this shocking. I'm not getting younger. You're not getting younger. I woke up this morning, my shoulder hurt. Why? Oh, no, I wasn't in a car accident. I slept on it wrong. That's what happens as you get older. I'm sure that sounds familiar to you. And Doctors Trusted CBD Company, they researched the entire CBD industry, and only the best products are sold on their website. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics, which is made in the United States of America. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. That's DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE for free shipping and 10% off. 
they would come in when you wake up to wake you up. I forget. It was it obviously would vary depending on what you had in the day, but quite early, clearly, 4.30, 5.30. And they're banging and screaming and banging. And it's reveille, reveille, reveille is what they would scream. I mean, you know, wake up. But you don't just, it's not just wake up. It's wake up and instantly move. You all had to be standing on a line in a perfect line in front of your racks. I think it was two seconds or three seconds. It was lightning. You had to throw yourself out of bed, top bunk or bottom bunk, and be standing there. And you know what that's like. What, Chris? Did people still want the top? Yeah, I don't remember there being a bunch of conflict between top bunk and bottom bunk. It was an easy choice for me to always have the top because when you get in as well, this wasn't just a morning thing. You don't just, all right, everybody, I'm going to think I'm going to head on off to bed. No, you stand in formation and then boom, you have to get into your rack into it as fast as you had to get out of it. So I'm so tall. It just made all the sense in the world. I could launch myself up there a lot easier than some of the Italians. What, Chris? What? But they would do these things. You can see pictures of them online. I can't remember the name of it. They had a name for it where you have a gigantic barracks. I have no idea how I got on this subject. You have a gigantic barracks. You've seen them in the movies. You have all these uh, You would bunk beds. You would have all these bunk beds lining each side. And then in front of each set of bunk beds, there would be a footlocker. You know what a footlocker is, and that's where you kept all of your stuff. And they would simply wait until someone would leave a footlocker unlocked or someone would screw something up or they'd act like somebody screwed something up when someone really didn't screw something up. And when I say footlocker, I want you to understand. You know what a footlocker looks like inside. You have the inside and it even had a little slot up top. You didn't just throw your stuff in there. It had to be laid out in exact specific way your your boot polish will be here your boot brush will be there you will have your underwear we call them skibbies you will have your underwear in this exact spot folded in this this exact way your socks will be everything everyone's had to look the same at all time and they would have foot locker inspections you had to unlock it and they would come by and inspect and they would always, look, even if they were perfect, they would find something because it's their job to make you miserable. And they, tell me this doesn't sound like a nightmare because you, you have to label everything. that You would spend hours doing that. You had to put your initials on your underwear, on every sock, on, every, on, your, shoe, on your shoe polish. Your initials are on there. You find different ways to label it all. Oh, gosh, it was the worst. They would send you back to the head. They'd send you back to the bathroom. They would send everyone in there and stuff you all in there or stand you in a back hall or send you outside to go do push-ups just to thrash you. And they would take every bunk, every rack, and throw it in the center of the barracks and tip it over and rip the sheets off and rip the bedding off. And then they would take the footlocker with all your stuff in it, all your clothes folded, all your stuff organized, and dump those in the center of the barracks, all trashed, all mixed up, 
with everyone else's stuff. You would come back in. They would bring you back in, and it would look like, and I want to say this was the name. Somebody's going to email. There's an old Marine right now typing me an email, yelling at me about forgetting the name of it. You would walk in, and it would look like a tornado blew through your barracks. And not only would you walk in and see that, they would give you some absurd number, some absurd amount of time of put everything back exactly like you saw it in five minutes, mm-hmm. ten minutes. It, it wouldn't matter. It would take an hour to get everything organized the way it's supposed to, I, just in your foot lockers alone, let alone make your racks perfectly. And remember, make your rack doesn't mean just throw the blankets up there. The fold is going to be measured with a ruler They will take a quarter, and if they can't bounce the quarter off your rack, they will rip it off your bed and make you do it again. Only they make the whole, oh yeah, it sucked. They they make the whole platoon do this, and they set up a time, like I said, that they know you're not going to be able to make, but they'll be screaming at you the whole time. So you're doing it. You can't just do it with the knowledge they're not going to let you, because in the back of your mind, you're always hoping maybe if we get it done, maybe they'll let it go, even though you know it's going to be a long night. And they'll boom, freeze. They'll, they'll freeze and you're not allowed to move anymore. Then they see you're not done. They send you right back outside and they trash the whole thing again. And you have to start over again. And then you have to start over again. And then you have to start over again. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> uh, make a man out of you, though. We still have Sof- Sophia Carboni coming up in five minutes. Talking about traditional gender rules. Gosh, I'm looking forward to this. Just for how enraging it's going to be for people. Remember, Ask Dr. Jesse is tomorrow. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Send in your questions. They do not have to be political questions. They're the podcasts of the show. Well, they're going very well. Keep it up iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. That part is maybe the most important part. Breitbart.com. Barack Obama. Fever of racism, a defining feature of the American experience. Of course, I know you're going to find this shocking, Barack Obama has written another book. (laughs) That fever, as you said, he says, has been a defining feature of a lot of our life, Obama said, adding that he never believed Americans were in a post-racial era. Isn't it? I've yelled at all of us before. I've yelled at you. I've yelled at myself about pointing out the hypocrisy of the left because they don't care. All they care about is winning. They don't care about hypocrisy, right, wrong, none of that stuff. All they care about is winning. But wrap your mind around being elected president of the United States of America and then talking about how much racism you've faced in your life. Barack Obama was a fancy rich boy at Columbia University. Barack Obama has never had a real job. He was then some kind of professor. And then he goes into elected office right away. 
and he stays there for about five minutes, and he's elected president of the United States of America. Now he has a $12 million Martha's Vineyard mansion as one of his homes. Wrap your mind around how what an ungrateful, miserable human being you have to be to survey that life, the life of a king, the life of a god. To look and think, man, I'll tell you what, this oppression has really gotten me down in this country. <laughs> what is wrong with some people? I, I don't understand it. Maybe it's because I'm I'm emphatic because I've seen so many ugly parts of this world. I'm emphatic to make sure my kids count their blessings, to make sure I count my blessing. Like I told you, I'll take my kids through through poor parts of town on purpose. And I'll have them look, look, you see, you see, you see that, that, that shanty right there that doesn't have a window. Someone lives there. That's someone's home. So don't walk by 35 toys in your room and walk out to me and tell me how bored you are. Hang on. Car Shield auto protection plans are wonderful because they allow me to choose my own dealership or mechanic. And why does that matter? Well, in case you haven't been through it, here's how it goes. Something goes wrong with your car. Okay, frustrating. Well, I'm busy, right? I'm, you're busy. I have to find time to take my vehicle in. Then when it's time to go get it, I have to go get it. Once I take it in, I have to get a ride back home or to work. It's it needs to be convenient. But some of these auto protection plan companies, they'll only work with this specific dealership in that area or this specific mechanic. Well, what if that's not convenient for me? Now you've taken a miserable situation and made it 10 times worse because I have to drive all over town. Go to carshield.com. Carshield.com. Browse their plans and buy one today. Carshield.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That saves you 10%. A deductible may apply. So many problems we have in society today seem to be because we avoid our own nature all the time. Joining me now is a friend of mine, Sophia Carbone. She had an article out I thought was really, really well done called End the War on Traditional Gender Roles. Sophia, what war? Who's fighting it? Hey, Jesse, thank you for having me, and happy International Men's Day, first of all. <laughs> you know just how to speak my language. It is a great, great day today, Sophia. That's true, and that's part of the war. You know, you hear everywhere the left, it's in institutions, feminism, the elites, all of them push this International Women's Day. I think it's in June or something. I don't know. I don't even pay attention to that, mm -hmm. but 
International Men's Day is nowhere to be found. People want to suppress the traditional gender roles and men and women's biological predispositions to be masculine, to be feminine, to be providers and to be caretakers and homemakers. They look to suppress the traditional gender roles because they know with that comes a conservative society that's based on the nuclear family. Now, you are a young, successful, politically active woman. Why in the world don't you want more feminism? Why, why, are, you, why are you talking about traditional roles? I don't understand. I would rather be a housewife than a homemaker. That's, <laughs> that, that's the goal. But, you know, having to – women aren't as happy as now as they were – 70 years ago, or not even 35 years ago, women, the we have lowest female unemployment in history. And yet women are some of the unhappiest they've ever been in relationship to men with their, their the satisfaction of themselves where they are in life. We don't, we're not, some women do like being in the workplace. I've had conversations with multiple of my female friends that that's what they want to do. They want to be scientists, but more of my female friends and more women I talk to want to be homemakers. They want to have children. They want to be mothers and they simply want to cook and clean. (laughs) Now, now why did we shift away from it in your opinion? How did we get here then? Because you're right. You look, you can't turn on the television. You can't turn on movies without a new, I am woman, hear me roar infomercial. So that would make me think women should be happier than ever. All of society's telling them this all the time. Where did this go wrong? Where did this start to go wrong? When feminism came about as a self-loathing movement, from women being unhappy, they wanted to be more like men. It came from a displeasure with themselves. They wanted to effeminate women in hopes of making them more masculine. And when that didn't work, they tried to emasculate men. And now with that not working, they're just pushing out, they're firing on all cylinders. They want to push us towards a gender neutral society. They're simultaneously want, wanting to make women, as you said, the main character, the superhero, the provider. And it's just simply not a role that women biologically or psychologically trend towards. It's not what they want to fill. And we're keeping men from being the leaders, from being the scientists, from being the mathematicians and providers that they should be and that they want to be. Now, I actually may disagree with you there in the we are keeping them. I blame this on men. People are actually shocked when I say this. I think women have simply filled a vacuum that Weak men left. I, I I find it all the time out there. You talk to a young, attractive female today, and to a woman, they say there aren't any good men out there. There aren't any man's men out there. I, I think that men's weakness has allowed this feminism to rise. I don't blame feminism. I blame men for it. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think that there's definitely – looking around from older generations and then I look around at my generation and I am very disappointed in the lack of masculinity. Now, where did we go wrong there? Is this a lack of dads? Is this just, uh, is this just we lost cult- the culture completely and now every sitcom, every, every song, every part of our culture tells men they have to be more in touch with their feelings? Yeah, I, I think that's completely right. I 
everything they keep wanting like Harry Styles on the cover of Vogue in a dress. I mean, it's total propaganda. You're telling society, the, you know, the liberal Hollywood media, all of that is telling men that women desire these emasculated feminine men in dresses, all this sort of thing. Like the amount of, propaganda I see of that on social media is extremely alarming. So men think this is what women desire. They think that's what society desires. And I believe that that's why you're seeing men trend trend that way. And in response, as you said, women are trying to fill this void that, you know, there's no, no masculine. It's very, it's very difficult to find a truly masculine, traditional, man in amongst the younger generations do you see this trend stopping at some point in time i mean history swings each way you know the pendulum always swings at some point in town in time this has to bottom out right and it may it may bottom out with men just becoming absolute barbarians until until they get civilized again but this does end at some point right I think it does. It's just a question of when, and it's it's definitely a difficult fight to win because we've let it go for decades of like the propaganda slowly infiltrating society and social media, especially with social media now. And it's definitely going to be a difficult battle, for lack of a better word, in getting masculinity and getting femininity and traditional gender roles back. But it is definitely a necessity. Amen. Sophia Carbone, where can people get more of your stuff? Sorry. Where can people get more of your stuff? Um, on my Twitter feed at Sophia I Carbone is where I post links to all of my articles, media hits, everything. Appreciate you. Headline. Inmate escapes when told to fetch water outside of the jail. Chris, do you feel like we do a lot of prison talk on the show, prison escapes and things like that? Is this a dude thing? I think that's what it is. Every time you turn on a prison documentary, the girlfriend leaves. I'll tell you, my wife isn't big fans of them either. But, you know, you see, this is the thing. This is why women are so weird. My wife will sit down. If... If she has her choice of something to watch, we don't consume a ton of TV, but it's it's wretched things like Dr. Pimple Popper. Have you? Oh, I know, Chris. Have you seen it? I walked by one time. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be sick on the air. Women, will, my sons will take off their shoes and, and she'll complain about the smell of the shoes and then go back and turn on Dr. Pimple Popper of her lancing some boils somewhere and watch this on purpose, on purpose. Or or if it's not something like that, it's serial killer stuff. What is it with women and serial killer stuff? I'm not, see, I'm, I'm not big on the serial killer stuff. Some of that stuff is so dark. And you know I do dark when it comes to history. I'm fine. Some of that stuff, that that guy, Ed Gain, I think his last name is G-E-I-N. A lot of people don't know about Ed Gain. I I mean, I happen to know a little bit about this stuff because I've done some listening on it. I'm never going to elaborate on this show about some of the things Ed Gain did, but ugh, that is, that's going to be a no for me.
I know, Chris. I know. Don't look it up. Let me caution you at home. Do not look it up with the kids. Definitely do not describe it to the kids, and you will not be hearing it on this family-friendly radio show. Hang on. We're going to talk about this inmate in one of the greatest emails I've ever got. Hang on. out catch up jessikellyshow.com you're never completely ready to adopt a teen for late nights writing english papers for your teen's music taste for dinners where they talk more on their phone than with you for the first time they call you mom you're never completely ready to adopt a teen and you can't imagine the reward To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. talking about how what are you talking about you're now going to override we did it already that's the law an orange zone and a red zone follow the facts I'm still confused well then you're confused i'm confused and then i'll tell you what you mean parents are still confused as well the schools they're not confused you're confused. No, I think parents are confused as well read the law and you won't be confused I know I don't like Cuomo. I know you don't like Cuomo. But even when it's a Democrat doing it, there's nothing I enjoy more than people belittling the press. Is that it's not right? Is that not right, Chris? <laughs> and I've had an epiphany. I've had an epiphany about about my political leanings. You know, I've been struggling as the we- as the left gets more and more weaponized. I've been struggling with my severely small government, probably libertarian-ish views, because as I've told you before, libertarianism, while it is the opposite of communism, it cannot defeat communism. That's clear now. There's simply no offensive mechanism to beat back the commies. There's not. So I figured out what I am, Chris. I'm an anti-communist. That's what I am. In everything that encompasses, I'm an anti-communist. What do I believe? Tell me what will destroy the left. That's what I believe. Is that bad? Does that make me a bad person? 
Anyway, this inmate who escaped, this was in the Philippines, 35-year-old, he escapes after he was reportedly permitted by the duty guard to fetch water outside the facility. (laughs) And the guy had been charged with two counts of murder, attempted murder, and get this, Chris, frustrated murder. I don't need, I'm not trying to laugh. Who knows who he killed, but frustrated murder. But either way, they took a, a murderer, a, a multiple, multiple murderer, and said, hey, hey, Bill, go grab some water, will you? And they're just shocked he escaped. Look, if I had known that he was just going to take off, who knows? All right, this is the email I got. You remember yesterday when we were discussing the word we discussed the word diarrhea, right? And I said, I don't like saying that word. It's extra disgusting. It's gross. It, it puts a bad image in people's minds. I want to find a new word when I have to describe this because it applies to history. It applies to disease. When I have to say it again in the future, I want to describe it. So I was sent this email, and it says, Jesse, my girlfriend and I were, ex- were brainstorming acceptable terms for the D word, And here are the top contenders. I'm not responsible for this email. I'm simply relaying the information I was given. Here are the choices. High speed, hot chocolate, low flow, firmless or firmless law, Montezuma's revenge, Lint's release, L-I-N-D-T-S, Lint's release. I don't know who Lint is. Tie rush, as in T-H-A-I, landslide, or Pelosi slide. (laughs) I got to tell you, Chris, low flow may be the winner in the clubhouse there. I understand Montezuma's Revenge is a classic, but even that. Look, it's a lot better than some of the ones I got from my buddies last night after, after the show. One of my buddies texts me and says, why don't you just call it the green apple splatters? Okay, well, that's not helpful. It's not When I'm trying to raise the maturity level, it's not helpful when especially my Marine Corps buddies get involved. No, and we're never using brown torrent on the show, Chris, ever. That word will never be spoken again on this show. I'm disgusted. Tomorrow's Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You are going to like our guest tomorrow. I guarantee you that. You're going to like our history story. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to make the history story a little lighter than this particular subject probably should be, but I can't make any guarantees there. I can't. You may have to hunker down tomorrow. Put on, put on your armor tomorrow, Jack. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Send your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. You can also call with them, 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373. Call. If we don't answer, leave a voicemail. I'll read your, I'll, I'll, I'll play your voicemail on the air. If you could attempt to keep the cursing to a minimum, it's not that that would be extra helpful for me. We can't play it on the air because this is a nationally syndicated radio show. So 
It would be extra helpful to Chris because he has to go through and beep out all the cuss words. At the same time, I kind of think it's hilarious when he has to do that. So if you want to send, if you want to call and drop a few f bombs or something in there that he has to beep out, it's fine. Hang on. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Have you ever met your heroes? I don't have many. I don't have many in this life, but I'll tell you, doing this job presents me the opportunity to meet my heroes. Guess who just responded to me on social media, Chris? Red Lobster. Don't think I'm kidding either. Quote, after I told him I took my, after I told everybody I took my son to Red Lobster, that's something we're celebrating. We're so glad we could be part of it. Boom. Oh, man. I got to tell you, I feel like one of those teenage girls who got to meet the Beatles right now. This Now I know what that feels like. And think how excited they are to get to talk to me. Equally as exciting. What, Chris? Tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Go send me your emails, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, 877-377-4373. I promise you this, we're going to have a whole lot of fun tomorrow. That's all. Kelly show Newton group transfer. They are here to help you. If you're stuck in a timeshare, these stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them. They're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. 
you can't give them up or they'll they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. Hero first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country. Those who die in the line of duty or are catastrophically injured. Veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young children, catastrophically injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 